This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. The following is a paid program. Right, here we go. It is Saturday afternoon once again. Happy Saturday afternoon, everybody. I am Rich Orris, your host of Right at Home with Rich. Right now, the next hour for you. have got some great topics, great things to go over with you. Love to see if something sparks your interest and get you to join in on this conversation. The phone lines are wide open, 314 241 9797. And we do not want to forget that we have our, as usual, Stephanina's gift card giveaway. You can win a $25 Stephanina's gift card, a great amount for a good dinner at a great Italian pizzeria restaurant. You will absolutely love it. All you have to do is call in, ask me a question on the air. When you call in, leave a phone number with Zach and uh, just a way to reach you next week. I will pick a winner at the end of the show. We'll contact you next week, get your information, and we will just mail that gift card right out to you so you can have a wonderful experience and dinner on us at Stefanina's Italian Restaurant and Pizzeria. Great place to be. So give me a call for that and uh, get in on some of these topics and conversations. 314 Two four one nine seven nine seven, and so today, you know, looking at what I've got here, we've we've got you know springs around the corner, so we've got some front entry door, you know, questions, information. Got a big question that always comes up: bathroom remodeling. What is the problems that occur with cover up bathrooms? Of course, at the center of the show, as usual, I've got my riches right at home hacks. We'll have a great hack for you today. You definitely don't want to miss out on that. And also have some information on what do you do after you've met with contractors? What's the next step? What should you be thinking about once you've met everybody and how to choose that? So love to get people in on the topics with me today. If you have any information on it, any questions about it, or maybe one you'd just like to hear in front of the other, you know what, ask me about it and it'll it'll jerk us kind of right into that topic. 314-241-9797 is the number. And for now, I'm going to jump right into this front door thing for you because also, if, you, if you're looking for more information or if this is something that, that's heavy on your mind, you know, aesthetics, the front of the home, maybe changing your front entry door, we have our next seminar coming up on March 9th. That's getting very soon. It's all about exteriors. I'm sure they're going to touch on, you know, 
the front door and the look of, you know, changing the look of that front door, what you should be asking yourself. That will be at the uh, Lodge of De Pere at uh, on March 9th. It's at 10.30 a.m. The doors will open up around 10. We'd love for you to uh, get on the list and RSVP. You can go to uh, Mosby's website, callmosby.com, and find that there and RSP, RSVP for it. Or you can call us, 314-909-1800. Let us know you're interested and going to be there. Um, and uh, it's just great information. And this one's all about outside. And with spring, hopefully around the corner, it doesn't feel like it today. Um, wet, nasty, cold. But, you know, hopefully it is. And uh, hopefully that groundhog was right. And before too long, we're going to be seeing some warmer weather. And you don't want to wait too long to you know, get in and start figuring that stuff out and, uh, you know, start figuring out what to do because all of a sudden spring will be here and you won't be first in line to get work done. So, you know, as we look at the front of a home, as we look at that, you know, front entry system and, you know, I know it's hard sometimes for people to really think, all right, you know, what do I really do? You know, assistance is great getting with somebody like Exteriors by Mosby to really have trained professionals to help you through this stuff is is the best way to go about it, to pick the right thing. But, you know, for, for informational stuff here and what maybe you think about before we come out and, you know, take a, take a look with you is just, you know, the first thing I always kind of tell people is to start thinking about, you know, what kind of configuration do you find appealing when you look at photos and other houses and you drive around or, you know, go to like house.com and, you know, look at different front doors? You know, what do you actually find appealing in a front door? And, you know, sometimes your, your existing structure can kind of limit some of those, you know, available options to you. But, and you got to look at that structure around to see, you know, what's going to kind of go with it and, and look best with that style and everything. So kind of just finding some things that you like, then you can always get back to, you know, that more professional person as they're out saying, well, I like these things, but, you know, ask for the advice. Is it something that really, you know, you think would work uh, is there a different style that you think might work better? And you might really learn and see, you know, some different things there in what's available in front doors. Um, so the next thing you really want to start thinking about is material. There's lots of different door materials. So what, what do you like in a door material? And what do you think would be good for the house, the neighborhood, you know, the the integrity of, of the, the actual type of house in the neighborhood you're in is a big thing. Um, so if you're looking at, you know, wood, just straight wood door, um, I have a, I have a client that we're getting ready to start and we're actually changing his front door. It's going to be one of these real nice, gorgeous mahogany wood doors. Um, and it's actually square now with the transom on top. We're going to get rid of the transom and actually, um, it involves some framing and some changes, but we're going to actually make it a kind of an arch topped, uh, door. And we're actually building a front porch to kind of match that arch with, with a barreled ceiling. 
in, in that front porch, but, you know, completely changing the look of that front of that house, this is going to be, you know, a remarkable looking entry when it's done. So you can make really drastic change. And, and sometimes that material can help you do that, you know, so you, you can go with fiberglass. If you're looking for a wood look, you can get, you know, a stain on a wood grain fiberglass and get a wood look. You have to think about maintenance and exposure when you're going to, you know, actual wood door. Um, or then you have your typical steel door, you know, painted, um, it, it, get a good quality. Don't get a builder grade, you know, steel door. It will end up with maintenance down the road or wood rot and things around the frame that you really won't be that, that, that happy with, or, or like, you know, I talk about my front door all the time that it kind of expands and contracts and it's, you know, just a, a builder grade thinner steel. So it kind of shrinks and, and grows as it gets colder and warmer. And we can even kind of hear it doing that sometimes as the sun beats. So you got to think about, you know, where is it facing, how much sun, how much shade, how much exposure does the rain blow in a lot. And when you're thinking about those materials and, and what they could do for you. Um, so style with the home is another big question to think about, you know, looking around the rest of the home and making sure it's a good choice for your home, you know, what you like and what you're looking at. Sometimes people like things and it really, it's, it's great. And, and they like that, but it just will not go with the style of that home. And that's where a good seasoned professional can really help you out and not to pick the wrong thing. And then of course, last on the list is that finish color, stain, paint, you know, how's it go around with the scheme and the rest of the colors of the home. Think about, you know, especially on a steel door, think about um, pre-finished or on the fiberglass, a pre-finished, you know, you can get great life out of a really good pre-finish on a steel or fiberglass door. So, and then you'll have even less maintenance with that. So, hey, if any of that sparks any interest with you or you have any questions about that stuff for me, Give me a shout. I think we'll get into our first break here as we'll see if we can get some calls in throughout that break. But give us a call, 314-241-9797. Love to hear from you. All right. See, this this every Saturday, I talk about it being my favorite hour. I talk about it being the fastest hour of my week. Um, it's super exciting. It's super fun to do. I love to help people out, but it's never a slow ride around here in just one hour. It always just seems to, you turn your head back and the clock's ticking and it's all gone. So get in on some of this fun with me. Join me right here today in my home and I will help you with your home. 314-241-9797. And I've got some stuff here about, um, you know, bathrooms, cover up bathrooms. We, we talk about this all the time. I've seen some of this and, you know, sometimes these things are, they're hard to deal with because they, they can, you know, sometimes work out and, and, and be fine. And it's, this is about being right as often as possible. And when you see, you know, problems with something that, you know, maybe it's only 10% of the time or 20% of the time or 30% of the time. 
and it's kind of, you know, when you look at how things are done and built and, you know, as we grow and learn and change into things and people say, well, you know, we didn't, we didn't used to put ice and water shield in the valleys, you know, underneath the roof, but now we've got this whole roof system under a roof. Why did we go there? Well, because the systems that we were using were, were good for the most part, but they weren't the better or the best. And, and you can have the opportunity to be right as often as possible, the, you know, the better system and the better way that you do something. So when you think about, you know, cover up bathrooms, when, when you look at, you know, when you look at a bathroom in general, it's, it's the, probably one of the highest trafficked rooms in your home. It's definitely one of the most valuable rooms in your home. It definitely gives you one of the best resales of taking good care of it and or using good, you know, products in that area when you do decide to do some sort of remodel. So when you when you see these these cover-up bathroom products that sound great, there's a speed factor that comes in there that's boy, we can do this, you know, in one day. We could do your bathroom in one day. Well, they're not really doing your whole bathroom. It's typically just a tub shower type of thing. Um, and, and is it ever sound too good to be true? Um, so instead of, you know, pulling out the bathtub, instead of replacing, you know, things that could be old and, and having issues, they're basically making acrylic liners that fit right over the top of your existing tub, your existing wall panels, um, you know, everything in that surrounding area, this goes right over it. Um, so when you think about it, when you cover up over top of something like this, and I, and I say this all the time about, you know, everything's as good as its base. If there's any problems with that tub or the wall or, you know, the walls behind it or the valves or anything in the wall, you know, cause then you're still not able to really get to that valve, you know, through that wall. And, and when you put two materials, one on top of the other, and you've got water, humidity, all these things, you know, that, that happen in a bathroom, it is just a breeding ground for mildew, mold, um, you know, water damage. If it's getting wet behind there, once, you know, these things are caulked together, once that caulk starts failing, you know, you, you see regular showers and stuff where it starts to get that mold and mildew. So what do you think start, you know, happens behind these products, um, you know, when they're put over top of something else and, and they can't air out, they don't, you know, have a way to, if, if moisture gets in, it doesn't really have a way, you know, to dry. So then that can really start to, you know, just impede on the air quality in that bathroom, in the house, um, and the integrity of the tub and the walls that are behind it. Um, so when you think about it in, in, the drains too. So the drain is actually hooked up to the tub and sealed and, you know, they, they put the putty and everything and they seal that drain to the tub. Well, now you've got two layers in there where you're trying to put that seal. So there's like another opportunity around that drain for that water to start getting kind of between those two layers. How long, you know, does that stuff last for you? So, and, and when you look at the products, I would say, for one, read the warranties extremely carefully because I'm pretty sure that, you know, any type of mold, things like that happening in between there, it isn't something that's 
wrong with their installation. So it's it's generally not something that's covered by a warranty if you start to get it. So when you think about a bathroom remodel and you think, okay, well, that sounded good to me, but now it's not sounding the best. What, you know, what should I be doing? What are the guidelines here that maybe I should try and, you know, follow? And I would say one, you know, look for companies that are always acquiring the, the permits and the licenses and all that stuff that they need in order to do that work and perform, you know, work that's, you know, up to code. Um, I would look at, you know, not covering up existing moisture or structural issues for sure, even anywhere in the bathroom, um, flooring really included. Um, and I would definitely say a good guideline is install quality products. Look for products that last. Um, and then look into, look very heavily into workmanship warranty. What does it say? How long does it last? Is it transferable? There's all these different, you know, points that is great to really check into and, you know, ensure what you're getting, you know, out of this remodel. So um, ignoring all of those can just increase your chances that, you know, something will go wrong down the road and, uh, you know, you have some sort of issues down the road. So, you know, what do we do, you know, around Mosby at, at right bath, when we look at, you know, performing this type of work, we're always performing things to code. We have licensed plumber, licensed electrician on staff, making sure that we, we get this done for you in the right way possible. We strip down to the studs. So we're, we're making sure there's nothing going on inside that wall, even behind the sink, getting the proper moisture barriers barriers and, and moisture drywall where you need it. We never cover up any type of existing issues, anything like that. We love to take the existing floor out, make sure that subfloor is good, make sure everything is up up to snuff there with everything. So, you know, just a, a better way that you can kind of get through and, and get everything put together in the best proper manner. You know, and as always, always think about that lasting value timeline. You know, how long is that going to work for you? So, you know, get with Mosby, find out what we're doing, find out more on what this hype is about. Have us come out if you're thinking about a bathroom or kitchen or anything like that and check it out for you. So we can really make your home just really great place for you. Like it never felt so good for to you at all. You know, you will absolutely love what you're delivered. Feel free to give Right Kitchen, Right Bath a call, 314-909-1820, and that will get you to our Right Bath and Right Kitchen division. And I think real quick, I'm going to jump to the phone here and see what uh, Bob has going on for us. Are you with us, Bob? Yeah, I'm with you. Hey, what do you got going? Uh, the thing the thing it is that uh, I was thinking about is, <clears throat> if say you get up in the morning, hear your hot water tanks quit on you. So, yep. Who do you call, and what basically does Mosby keep a list of different grades of water tanks that they would recommend, like uh, in construction, uh, as far as a quality one, one that's made by a decent manufacturer that stands behind it? Do they keep any kind of a list of that that they would say, well, this one would be good, you know, good, better, and best? Well, it's it's really more about. Um the, the product, we, we definitely have some opinions on what type of, you know, what manufacturer of water heater and that to use. 
But in general, most all those water heaters have the same type of warranty um, and, and they're covered the same way. So even when you look at like a really great, expensive, high recovery, all this water heater, it's got the same, you know, usually five-year warranty as the one that's not quite as efficient or not quite as quick at recovering and, and that sort of thing. So we definitely would have a good opinion on, on you know, a couple manufacturers. Um, but as far as size and complexity and all that, it goes so much with the usage in the house and what you're doing. That has to be kind of analyzed per household to make sure we're getting something, you know, really good in, in, in there for you. But we definitely do. And we definitely have opinions on all of that. And, you know, we could definitely look at it and, and, you know, make a good selection with you and explain to you very well. So does that sound helpful? That sounds helpful, and it's, it's, I think it's an item that uh, if you do your homework now, you won't uh, get ripped off down the road. Yeah, absolutely, and i, and I got to get into a hard break here, Bob, but I'm going to touch just a smidge more of that when we return. So thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, bye. All right, we're back, and I uh, want to get you in on this fun. I want to thank Bob for the call. A great question. If any of this is 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 jolting anything inside of you, you want to get in on this conversation, give me a shout, 314-241-9797. Got a ton of stuff for you, but I did want to touch on, you know, something I'm always kind of promoting with people that touches on on Bob's, you know, comments there about the water heater and stuff. And because it is that emergency type of thing that, you know, think about the, the house, think about the age you know, look into or talk to some professionals, you know, like, like our consultants here at Mosby Building Arts about, you know, what are the life expectancies of some of these products and then start to think about them. So, because when you do wake up and it's Thanksgiving and your water heater shoots craps and you got guests from out of town and you're trying to cook and clean and do all this stuff and now you've got some guy on an emergency basis, you may not end up with the water heater that's best for you, for your home, or for what you want to do. Or you may, you know, there could be a better one that's not that much more that you would love to to upgrade into, but it's kind of like, well, I got this on my truck, matches what you have, you know, things change, things get better. So research the products Find what's good for you so that you can have that kind of ready to go. And then, you know, just start to think about it and kind of go, all right, well, they're saying 12 to 15 years on a water heater. And I've thought about this and I know what I want. And this one's 16 years old. You know, maybe just go ahead and change that thing out and get a little maintenance done prior to it being an emergency like that. You know, it just, that's... You know, and and it happens to the best of us. It, it literally happened to me, although I, I I wasn't as close to that life expectancy as as I would have liked to have been when it went bad. But I was um, getting my my furnace service last year, and they came up and told my wife, "Hey, you know," and they know who I am. They work with us and everything. And he's like, "Hey, uh, you just." You know, tell Rich that he's got water leaking out of his water heater, running across the floor and everything. And sure enough, I go down there that night and I'm like, wow, now I need a water heater. So it, it that's how quick that happens to you. So think about it and, um, 
you know, get, get that on your mind and, and do some of that preventive maintenance. It is a great thing to do. And if you have any comments, questions, or, you know, concerns with that, give me a shout 314-241-9797. And don't forget, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter. I'm out there in social media. You can send me some messages, you know, look me up. I'm super easy to find, you know, once you start looking at it, um, Twitter's at Rich Oris, very, very simple. Um, so, but right now what I want to jump in and get involved here right now is, and hopefully some of you have been actually waiting for my right at home hack for today. Last week did a, did a pretty interesting one about HGTV and how they pay for that. And, you know, what's the cost to, to get some of those, you know, crazy shows you watch done. And if you want to find any of this information or listen to it again, you can, go to 97.1 News Talk's uh, website and get back into some of these older episodes and, and kind of listen or, or re-listen to them. But for today, I want to look at the best way to clean your mirrors and the big myths on, you know, newspapers. And um, one of the biggest things that is, you know, you're not supposed to do is use glass cleaner on a mirror and especially spraying that directly onto the mirror. If you've ever seen or heard of, you know, a, a damage to mirrors called black edge, blacked edge, where what happens is that cleaner gets around, you get too much of the, the cleaner getting to the backside or the edges of that mirror, and it starts to lift that reflective backing off of that mirror, chip it off, and you get these, you know, black edges around the mirror. So, question would be how how should you clean the mirror what is the steps and so the first step that that we would recommend is you know dabbing areas to clean spots first because mirrors in bathrooms you get toothpaste gobs especially believe me I've been raising a couple kids it's amazing the things that can get on a mirror my daughter with her hairspray you know getting on the mirror all over it um, and smeared fingerprints and different stuff so take a, um, just a cotton ball, a little rubbing alcohol. You're going to get these products right out of your pantry or your cabinet and just dab and clean up just those areas so that you're not just smearing that stuff around and trying to, you know, that just makes it harder to get smears and stuff out as you have, you know, try and clean that off at the same time. So get some of that first and then second. We look at you going right in your pantry and you're just using vinegar and water to clean that mirror. It's a one-to-one mix. So you can put a cup of vinegar and a cup of water in a spray bottle. What you want to do is spray that on your rag, not onto the mirror because you don't want too much of the liquid actually on the mirror. Use a zigzag pattern back and forth going the entire length of the mirror. And that's going to really help decrease those, those smears, um, you know, as you're doing it, just running from one side to the other. The third thing we would highly, highly recommend is what you want to use with that is a lint free microfiber cloth. So you're putting that right on to that microfiber cloth and you want to use a thin, more of a thin, flat-weaved microfiber cloth. They're not the thicker terry cloth kind because then can collect a lot more lint and everything. And I want to break down that that myth of 
newspapers. You know, they said paper towels or newspapers. You flatten a newspaper. I remember years ago my mother actually doing this. And, you know, it can leave newspaper residue. It can leave lint and dust behind. And then you're, you're there trying to get all that off. So your microfiber cloth is going to work the best to eliminate those streaks and all of that lint that's there once you get done cleaning. So remember how valuable your time is. Don't waste your time trying to get all this lint and stuff off of your mirror once you've actually cleaned it. If you choose the best materials and the best methods, kind of like our, our Mosby practice and everything that we do, then you can get the job done right the first time and just have more free time for yourself. So that is Rich's hack for today. If you have anything you'd like to learn about, hear about, or any ideas, you can you know hit me up on social media, put that out there. You can call in today and just, if there's anything you'd like, let me know and maybe I can get to some sort of hack for that or any problems you have, you know, in the future. So let me know, give, give us a call, get in on these topics and conversations, 314-241-9797. So I'm going to jump right dead into this, um, the, the, the contractor thing. And this is some of the stuff I wanted to talk about last week. So I'm glad I'm getting to it, but you know, this, it's a typical process. You meet with two or three different contractors, maybe four, and, and you, you've got this information. So what should you do with it next? And really to me, the biggest thing you want to look for is, you know, finding the right process or business model that works best for you. Not everyone fits everybody. And some of these, you know, different avenues and models, you know, you've got your find an architect and do your bid-based shopping with people and find out, you know, what they could do that way. You've got your general contracting, which uses tons of subcontractors and that, and they're just kind of trying to, you know, control the job with all these different people coming in. You also have... um you know, what we call a, like a cost plus type of contracting where they go, yep, I'll just run it. We'll bring all the cost in. You'll see it. And then I get, you know, 15, you know, 10%, 20%, 15%, whatever on top of that for my managing piece. And, and you know, that could be the same as that general contracting on timeline and how you get through it. And then, of course, you've got your small business, one-man shops, you know, that that sort of company that's just really could be that time consuming company. Um, what one of my, what one of my clients called once was the, the ghost contractor where they're just so small. They basically appear and disappear whenever they feel like it. And they're always in white trucks that are unmarked. So you really don't even know who they are. Um, but I thought that was a, a really great way to kind of describe, you know, trying to get through work with a really small kind of, uh, one man show or, or super small company. But so once you see all that, you kind of look at, all right, so what are the benefits of, you know, having a design stage, having, you know, actual design build, you know, process. And, and really with Mosby, we, we have three steps because we have our own carpenters. We have our own people on staff that do the work. So, you know, step one is a conceptual design. Step two is finalizing that design, doing the architectural, you know, permit type 
drawings and everything and making all of the selections in that second step also is, is a big part of that to get to exactly what you're after. And then of course, step, step three is getting that work done, actually getting to build the project with our people. So when you, you know, look at those different steps, you know, what are the benefits and the importance of some of that? You know, um, most of our reputation comes through preparation. You know, it's so good because we have prepared so well in what we're doing and done so much work up front. So getting clear construction, you know, documents and selection is, is absolutely huge. You know, this all guides those construction crews and, and the people out there. So the more you can, you know, get done up front and understand up front, the better things are going to go later. It's going to allow you to meet your goals. It's just going to really allow such a, a better job down the road and an experience through that, that product. And, and I think about this, like, you know, why would I go through quite so much up front, just have them do the drawings and have people bid on it and, 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 you know, try and go that way to know and understand. Well, the more you can figure out up front and know exactly what you're doing, it's like taking a test at school. Like my daughter's in high school right now. What do you do to prepare to take a test? She had a math test Friday. So your homework, all that preparation, you're studying, the better you do that, the better you're going to do it on that test. So think about that test being the construction process of actually getting it built. So if you don't study and prepare, you may get a question on the test that you go, oh, wait, that's a surprise. I'm not ready for that. And that's what could happen. Same kind of thing through that construction. So it's just a matter of planning well, getting through it well. You know, lack of understanding is is just really results in poor performance performance throughout the project. So planning, you know, enables more positive performances and gets you through it in a better satisfactory, you know, job in the, in the very end. And, you know, I worked for my father for years starting out and everything. And one of the, there's a few things he said to me in our working environment that I'll really never forget. And one of them was the seven P's is, is what he called it. And, and it was getting ready for everything. And, so the seven P's was that proper prior planning prevents piss poor production. And I'm out there trying to control our people, schedule our people, get stuff done. And it, it all comes down to planning properly in, think about it, in everything that you do, you know, how well you, per, how well you plan. It just makes better for how well you perform, not just in construction, but in school and in, you know, life in general. So, you know, take these in and understand and, and, you know, hopefully that's the type of process and business model that would work well for you. I think it works well for pretty much everybody that, that I deal with. So I invite you to jump in on this. If you have any questions for me, give me a call. I think we'll get into our last break here, but give me a shout 314-241-9797. Love to hear from you, and we'll be right back. We're getting into this last this last break, last episode, so get in on it. All right, we're back. This is it. This is the last segment. Time is short, so 
If you have anything, get in on it with me. If, if any of this sparks your interest, give me a shout. Let's talk about it. 314-241-9797. I really want to um, kind of back up a little bit too and get, get kind of pre that, uh, you know, get into the research and, and maybe managing. So let's get into a little bit of before you have people out to look at your home and then after depending on what type of, you know, business model you pick, how do you manage that, you know, type of work, job, company, and getting through that? Because, you know, we just talked about how you, you know, what, what should you really be thinking about once you've got all this information, but how do you get that information? You know, what should you do prior in your research? And, you know, having good ideas of, of what you, what you think and, and what you want is, is a great thing to do. And you can thumb through, um, house.com has some really, really the, just millions of photos and you can sort through and you can pick out, you know, types of projects. You can pick out styles of projects, modern or traditional or all this different stuff. So, it is, that is a great way to kind of find, you know, what you like or, and get information for designers and people to say, these are the things I've seen or to show too what you don't like. If you see something go, Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not really into that. Well, go ahead and label that too as a, as a, I don't like type of thing, but, you know, going through and finding some of that, you can, you know, get a lot of great ideas. So looking into, you know, specific types of projects is a great thing to do. Um, and then particular type of design, you know, you can find through all of that too, but share this information, not only with, um, people that come out and look at your house or designers or architects, but, you know, something I always encourage is share this stuff with your significant other. Make sure that, you know, because you, you might find a lot of information out before we even get there that maybe they don't like some of the same things you do. And maybe you can, you know, come together and really kind of narrow a few things down or have separate list of, you know what, we like this stuff. I don't like that stuff. They don't like that stuff. And just get as much information as you can. But then in researching, you know, people and companies, you know, of course they say, you know, check the Better Business Bureau. It's always great to do, you know, Angie's List, Home Advisor, some of these things. I would really be a little bit weary on some of those. I've heard a lot of stuff that, you know, people found stuff that, you know, companies there and just did not have a good experience. So I think, it's a good thing to check, but you want to make sure you, you kind of take some of that with a grain of salt and get in a little deeper. So make sure they're licensed. Check with family and friends. Check with neighbors. You know, who have they used? What, you know, finding someone that actually has a vested interest. It's like, man, I've used these guys three times. I'm telling you, they're the best. That means so much more than, you know, something online or, or something that you just don't even know how it showed up. So online reviews is a big thing. Google reviews are huge. We have a ton of them. I would still, you know, just check in deeper, ask for referrals, check references, 
Um, what I always say, make it personal. Look into the actual people. Um, check casenet.com. I, I just had a client that said, yeah, they found out about casenet.com and looked some people up and was, you know, just astonished in, in some of the different lawsuits and stuff. And they're like, yeah, we definitely didn't want to go with that. So this is all public record stuff. So you're not invading privacy or anything like that, but find out, you know, who you're dealing with. Something can look great as a company, great on the surface, but you could really be dealing with some stuff that, you know, it's just not great or not great people. And I'm sure that, you know, a lot of people have had experience with stuff like that. If you, if this is getting anything in your gut, if you want to share something with me, we've got about, you know, four minutes left here. Give me a shout, 314-241-9797. And get, you know, this is your chance for that Stephanina's gift card too to, to you know, get an op- opportunity for that. Um, but in the end, basically what I tell people is you also have to go with your gut. How did you just feel? How did the whole thing make you feel? If it makes you feel weary, if it makes you feel something's not right, you know, it's back to that school test when they say, you know, you're, you're picking multiple choice. The first gut pick is almost always the right one. Whenever you change it, you're almost always changing it to a wrong answer. So go with your gut. But so once you pick through those people, pick through those business models and maybe you know, some sort of general contracting or something is, is the best way for you to go. Um, how do you manage the company, the workers, the job? What is, what is your role as a homeowner in this? Like, like I've said for years, when you, when Mosby handles something like this, this is where your role really lightens up when the work starts and we communicate very well. We go through everything, but it really just it lightens your load and there's way less stress. But when you get into some of these projects, what you know what you should be expecting, you know, for yourself is the first thing I would advise you to do with almost anybody is designate some time for meetings and designate some time for the unexpected. I know a lot of people are very busy and they're like, wow, you know, I, I, I don't have a lot of time, you know, to donate every day, but I would schedule time to be home when people are coming and going or starting in the morning and really have these conversations. When, when we here at Mosby get into some really big jobs, a lot of these jobs we'll schedule like every week, one meeting or every other week, we'll, we'll have a meeting with more people coming together just to make sure we're communicating and things are happening the way they need to. And that all questions are getting answered and it's understood all the way through. So You know, another thing I'd recommend is make some business cards that you can hand out. So as these people come in and out and, you know, just your, your cell phone number, just your information where you can say, Hey, here, I'm going to leave this right here. Something happens. This is the best way to reach me so that it makes it convenient for you and them to get a hold of each other. If something, you know, were to happen. And then, a great big thing for me is always, you know, I hear people all the time, they didn't understand. And I say, ask enough questions until you understand. And if you're having a conversation with someone and you don't understand, especially if they're already in your home working, 
ask more questions. Tell them you do not understand. That way you, you can really make sure you're doing and getting, you know, the right thing here. Um, so, so always do that. Education and training is one of the most valuable things that, that a homeowner can do. And a lot of them don't have, so it takes work, effort, and time to get it on, you know, something that you don't know. It's, I mean, it's like me going into the medical field. I don't know a lot. They tell me something. I got to do a bunch of research to make sure I understand it. And I've got enough information for it and, and that, cause I am not experienced in that. So, um, and, and one of the big bottom lines and, and the reason to get with somebody that you, you know, you really feel is going to do things right and everything is kind of like that medical thing. How do you really know it's correct when they tell me, oh, I think this is what's wrong with you and you're going to need surgery and we're going to take your appendix out. How do I know they're right? You know, I really have to rely on them. So as much as you think you can work in and manage and, and control, you still might get into stuff that you just don't know about and having a company that you can know and trust and really, you know, do something good with is very, very important, um, you know, to everything. So another thing I want to do is remind everybody March 9th, we've got that exterior seminars. You want to get in on that. It'll start at 1030. It's out at the lodge to pair. Um, doors will open at 10. You can go to our website and, you know, get information on that, RSVP for that, uh, callmosby.com. And I want to announce real quick, the winner of Bob was our only call. So, Bob, you get the gift card. We'll be contacting you next week. Get more at 971talk.com.